Hey everybody, welcome to Best Show Best, the best of the best show. And you can find out more about The Best Show over at thebestshow.net. It airs live every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. And if you're new to the program, this show, are uh, these are little bite-sized bits and greatest hits type samples of what we do every week. So if you like this, maybe you check out the full show. And if you want to support The Best Show... We have a Patreon set up over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. That is how you support the program. It is listener-sponsored now, and you give what you can, and we appreciate it. And there are prizes and benefits at all different levels of giving. So again, go to patreon.com slash thebestshow and support the show. And now please, without further ado, check out this episode of Best Show Best. Best Show. Hey, Tom. It's Mark out in Lake Newbridge. How's it going? It's, uh, hold on a second there. Hello, Mark. How are you? I thought you were going to say, oh, hi, Mark. Oh. Yeah, with the country in the grips of the room mania, right? Yeah, I, it, well, mania might be a little, uh, a, a little extreme, I, don't, I guess because there's a movie coming out that's the the one that uh, what's his face made, right? J- James Franco. Yes, based on the book that the, the one the, the disaster artist that the that fella who was in the movie wrote. That's right. Yeah, I like the book. Did you read it? I did not read the book yet. Fun. It's everybody loves it. It's one of those things where you know when you just have so many books and you just. It's like I gotta. I'm never going to read all these books, but I want. All right, what to. are you reading right now? Right now? Yeah. What am I reading right now? I'm reading the. I am reading the Quest Love book. Ooh. Mo, Meta Blues. I have I don't it. Know that one. I like. I like music books. I do, and this is, it's, it's, it's interesting because he's talking about, uh, the journey through a career as a, as a, in a hip hop group, which is, there are few of them. Right. And so it's interesting to see someone talk about always being kind of the, the, the bridesmaid, but never the bride. Kind right. Of, if you know, cause they, they would watch other people zoom past them in terms right. of with popular. So it's, it's a, it's a good book. I'm reading a book about a guy in a band. Uh, you're reading a book about a guy in a band? Yeah, it's called Tales of a Rat, and uh, rat is spelled R-A-T-T. Now, what band could that possibly be? Well, um, the author is is a guy named Robert Blotzer. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. It sounds like an anchor, like an anchor man. It Robert- does, right? Robert Blotzer with the uh, your your ten at ten. Yes, or even just like ten on the ten. I was thinking he'd be more out in the field, maybe even just the idea like, this is Robert Blotzer checking in from the Gaza Strip. That's right, Jim. Things are tough out here. Uh, Really dusty. Yeah. I've never been to the Gaza Strip. I don't know what it's like, really. Yeah, I guess it would be dusty. I would assume du- it would be there'd be some kind of dust. I mean, it's hot here now. Can you imagine what it's like on wherever it is? 
Yeah, hot as bees. It is hot. Is it hot enough for you? Do you like when someone says that to you? I do, I do, because yeah. it's usually too hot, and then, you know, I want to say it's hot as bees, but, you know, I can't really say that. No, because, cause, but they would kind of, they shouldn't ask, is it hot enough for you, unless they want any answer. They could, they should be ready for any answer they yeah. get. No, I want it hotter. Yeah, no, I want it hotter. I want, I want the... I want to see the 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 streets bubble. Yes, that's how hot I want it. Barring that, take me to your house, turn on the oven to broil, and pull the door open, and I'll just stand there in front of it. Uh, yeah, so that's how hot you want it. I do want it that hot. Yeah. yeah. Hey, speaking of hot stuff, mm-hmm. you go to Comic Con? Uh no, I did not go to Comic Con. Oh, rats! I was hoping you could tell me if this Reggae Man movie is going to be any good. The what movie? Reggae Man? Reggae Man, yeah. You ever heard about this? Uh uh. What is is Reggae Man? Oh my god. Well, back in the early 80s, there were several different music based superheroes. Very short lived. Um, DC had Punk Boy, uh, Image had New Romantic Girl, and Marvel had Reggae Man. Mm hmm. Oh, okay. I don't know about any of these. And what he would do, he'd blast villains with these dub tornadoes that he'd shoot from his portable sound system that was kind of strapped to his back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. like super low end. Oh, so, sort of like the like the sound clash thing. Exactly, it. yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, they they made a movie out of it, and uh, Tim Burton has directed this thing, apparently. Oh, uh-huh. That is... Yeah. Well, who who was playing Reggae Man? Uh, Johnny Depp. And from what I've heard... It's the most phoned-in thing he's ever done. Wow, that how I don't know how it could get more phoned in with him, but how how is this more phoned in? Well, he he apparently like had it written in and made it so that that he's carrying a copy of Black Uhuru's Guess Who's Coming to Dinner album, like the, an, an LP, and he's got it in every scene. So he's just kind of holding it in front of his face in every scene. And it's so clear that he's reading his lines off the back of the album. So he's acting from behind an album cover. Yes, yeah. You can see his eyes. And, and half the time you can see, like, the top of his mouth. But he's definitely he's definitely reading that thing. Like, it's just, he doesn't want to wear glasses, so he can't see it that well. So it's pretty, you know, it's something. Yeah, that that is a new low for, uh, for a guy who seems to have been... Uh kind of hovering toward the bottom for a I'm while. Not sure. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with him. And from what I hear, he sounds more like he's from Kingston, New Hampshire than Kingston, Jamaica in this thing. Yeah, he, uh, I don't know. I, it, it, it's amazing how tired I am of just, like, there was a point where it'd be like, oh, it's Johnny Depp. And now it's just like, oh, it's Johnny Depp. Like, like it just seems like, do we, like, I don't really want to see the, the the, the 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 costume he puts together and then no. whatever voice he's doing for it's a like a Keith Richards sort of thing. It's not really reggae, you know what I mean? He's like just sort of furthering that. And apparently, from what I heard, the vibe as you watch him, it's like you can you can actually see feel him thinking about what he's going to spend the money he's making on this film on. Yeah, he bought like a lot guitars of- and things. The thing I never understood with this is like, the guy only needs one guitar at a time. Like, like, I know. Like, and it's also just like a guy like that where he's just like, 
I need a hundred guitars. It's like, wait, what's the album you're making that we're missing out on? Why you need different textures for everything? It's like, well, I assume he's, he's a session guitarist. Is, is, is he? He's, he, play, he played, didn't he play on one Oasis song? I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I figured he was like up there with Steve Lukather or something. The way these people are all hiring him to do things, I don't know. Yeah, it's like they I just, do not know. They just like the idea that the guy from the movies there, and then suddenly it's like, oh, he's playing guitar. I guess he really wants. He shows up with a guitar case. Yeah, and then you're like, hmm. Yeah, I'm making this record, and I gotta let's get uh, let's get that actor to play the guitar on this thing. Yeah, because there's no other guitarists around. No. Who might be looking for the work. No, no. Hey, speaking of filmed entertainment, mm -hmm. what is the name of this new Netflix show that's not about stand-up comedy? All right. I mean, come on. With I mean, I I got to say, I've had, at this point, I've had enough of callers calling up and, and always busting on how everything is about stand-up comedy. And, I mean... Look, there's stuff, there's a lot of stuff about it, but there's, there's plenty of shows on Netflix that are not about stand-up comedy. I mean, it's just, there's so many, like, um, um, well, there's one that's, no, um, huh, I actually can't think of any uh, that aren't, yeah. Right? I think you're right. Wait, no, 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 no. There, there's uh, this, there's that documentary series inside the mind of a serial killer. No, I've seen it, and um, Claire O'Kane does these riffs in between the comments from the two psychologists. Very funny, very, very dark stuff. Okay. Well, I, I didn't know she was on the the serial killer show inside yeah, the mind of the yeah. serial killer. Real wild, dark stuff. Yeah, that was the original thing that that Carson said. It wasn't. It wasn't weird, wild stuff. It was weird, real weird, wild, dark stuff. Because he he was into like serial killer humor. Carson. Oh yeah. What do you mean, like like all this? Like, did he collect the stuff? Also. Oh yeah, yeah. He was he was he was into this collecting, painting stuff. You know, before anyone. Dean Casey. Yeah. I, uh, Sick stuff. I've heard there's a, uh, I've heard, I've heard there's a, uh, Ed Gein painting, uh, that I'd like to get my hands on, uh, <laughs> no, no, uh, ex spare no expense, like telling his, mate, what if you made Ed McMahon, yeah. what if you made Ed McMahon go to like bid on paintings at like a serial killer painting auction? <laughs> Do do him telling Ed to get it and to make sure he outbids Heston. Oh, Ed, I uh, thing I need you to do is uh, in downtown Los Angeles, uh, there's going to be an auction of uh, John Wayne Gacy paintings, and uh, there's a series he did of these Pogo the Clown paintings. I want all of them. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That is, yes, I will get the paintings for you, oh great one. And do not let Heston outbid you. Don't let Chuck, Chuck, don't let Chuck outbid you. Now do, do Leno doing it and have it be, um, he wants to outbid, I don't know, Damon Wayans. Is anybody uh, here that, uh, there's going to be a uh, John Wayne Gacy auction uh, going on, and uh, I know uh, Damon Wayne's a big, uh, big collector of uh, theory killer art, and uh, I'm not going to let him outbid me this time. I love it. I could listen to it all night. Oh, you might be the only one. No, oh, I'm into it. It's great. Hey, I, I want to hold you up. Uh, final question, I promise, okay? Okay. Why don't you ever use stingers? Uh, what? I'm sorry? Like at least when a new guest comes on, something like that. Stingers? Yeah. I, I, I don't know what you mean by stinger. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, I'm totally serious. Oh, like a, a stinger is like a, a bell or a beep or something that signals a new segment or uh, topic at the, at the top of the of the podcast. Okay, um, I, I don't know, um... You know, we generally just keep the show kind of loose and free-flowing, and it's not really about just segment, segment, segment. Right. All right. Well, um, what do you use to generate ID3s before you upload the, the show to the main? Um, I, I have no idea. I don't know. Um, do you... Hey, Mike, an ID3? What's that? Do you know what that is? Can you ask out there? No, they, they don't know either. No, nobody here actually knows what an ID, what is an ID3? Are you, are you kidding? No. Oh, well, an ID3 is a, um, metadata spec that allows information to be like, um, you know, added to files like, a like a track title or artist name or album or track number. Anything that's like, you know, useful info that could be helpful to your listeners, that's that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I mean, sorry, I, I, I don't know. All right, um, have you ever considered using a bigger chiclet? Chick, chick, you mean like chewing gum chiclet? <laughs> You're funny. Come on, seriously. What? No. I mean, that's like chiclets or those little... I didn't even know they still made chiclets. I think Cadbury used to make them, right? Is that... You aren't joking, are you? I I have no idea what you're talking about. No, I'm not joking. Well, a chiclet is... It's like um, like a slang term for this... uh, It's usually an orange button that's used... To uh, you know, link RSS files. 
yours is actually white on on, on the top of your page. And uh, you know what it does, like podcatchers allow a user to drag and drop chiclets directly onto them to easily add a subscription. It's, it's that sort of thing. All right. Well, I gotta say, I don't know anything about any of this stuff, Mark. I'll tell you something. Looks like somebody needs to attend my camp. Your your camp? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, cast campapod. Camp. What is cast campapod? It's only America's number one podcast camp. Why? A podcast. What is a podcast camp? Well, I'll I'll nutshell it for you. Uh, basically, it's where people of all ages come to learn the ins and outs of podcasting, and um, you know, like it's very in- intensive, real. You know, it's hard studying, but we do have time. You know, for roasting marshmallows and stuff, and chasing deer around, like usual camp. camp exactly. Stuff. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, but like I said, it's, it's very intensive, and I'll tell you something: these campers. They don't just unfurl their bedrolls and start podcasting immediately. Okay. It, it, it's it's two full weeks before they get behind that mic. Before you... Okay, well, that's... Uh, what on earth could people be doing for two weeks before getting on a mic for a podcasting camp? You know, reading, learning, and being tested on the pod Bible. Being the... What is a... What is the Pod Bible? The Pod Bible is the 1,400-page podcast textbook that I've written. No. What? No, it's great. It, it runs the gamut from, you know, RSS feeds, uh, fair use protocols, punch casts, uh, establishing brand essence, mic technique, which are the 10 comedians to interview, uh, setting up and maintaining NVME apparatus, that sort of stuff. What, N- NVME apparatus? I wish you'd stop joking. I'm not joking. I don't know what really? NVME is. All right. Well, NVME is um, semiconductor technology that doesn't require a continuous power supply to retain the data or the program code that's stored in a computing device. Uh, okay. I mean, I'll, I'll 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 take your word for it on that. Um, yeah. So you you said that this camp though is like all ages are at this attending this camp. Oh yeah, yeah, campers of all ages, but you know most are in their mid twenties. But we do have a lot of under eights. Under under eight years old. Yeah, we call them poddlers. Oh, poddlers. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's oh. some elderly ones also. Sure. Uh, I don't know which I'd rather hear. Uh, I don't want to hear any. It doesn't matter what age people are at. No offense. It's a great medium, but there are just so many podcasts at this point that consist of people just going on and on with nothing to say and nothing planned out. And it's really, it's really a bummer, you know? Well, I, I, <laughs> Check this out. We do have some some elderly podcasters, mm-hmm. and if you think what you've already heard is boring, wait till you hear a roundtable discussion on how long it takes for for these people to walk to their mailbox and back. A roundtable. Oh, that sounds. 
So boring. It is. It's it's mind numbing. It's oh. really insane. I mean, I'm actually getting sleepy now. Right. Thinking about it. It's very boring. Very boring. Yeah. But um, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. Things are going to get very exciting tomorrow when the podcaster in chief comes to camp. Well, what's that? Who who is the podcaster in chief? Who who is that? President Trump. Wait, he's coming to the pod camp. Yes. The president. Yes. Yeah. I I, I don't believe. I don't believe. Well, that. I'll tell you one thing. The president is a great dedicated podcaster he lives for it he has a podcast he does and it's it's awesome i have never heard that he has a podcast it, yes it's it's very it's very uh informative it's very current but so what is it about like is it about like being a super wealthy guy and like him calling out different things like that are fake news or anything like that no, it's about the police. Uh huh. Okay, so it's more of like a like a like like about citizens in relation to law enforcement and and I mean because there's I can see how that at least there's a lot to talk about there in terms of communities uh, getting along oh, with the police. No, no, I mean to ban the police. The okay. Please, yeah. I, 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 you have to tell me more about this. Then. Well, he's been doing it for a long time, and it, it's called On Any Other Day, which I didn't get for the longest time. Apparently, On Any Other Day is is like the only song that the drummer, Stuart Copeland, sings on a police album. Super deep, I think it, it's, it's on Regatta de Blanc. So it goes deep. And it basically covers all things in what President Trump calls the stingdom. He called. He calls it the stingdom, like a kingdom that Sting oh, no, is, oh, is in no, charge of. Oh no, I I I was following it. Oh, okay, I, I okay. didn't. That that's not the part that I got flustered about. Oh, okay. Um, the sting. It's it's a bad. It's a bad play on words. Hey, you can't say that. He's the president. Well, it's a bad play. He he well, would admit it's kind. It's kind of he's. I feel like the walls have ears at this point, right? Um, he's pretty insufferable about this thing, all right? Like, he's 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 always talking about these bootlegs he, he has of, uh, I'm trying to remember the name, Dantalian's Chariot. Does that ring any kind of bell? No. It's, it's Andy Summers' either second or third band, like a, like a weird prog band that, President Trump is, is just so jazzed that he has these, these bootlegs from this band. And he just lords it over you. And, and he, he's really into being friends with this guy, Henry Padovani, who was the original guitar player before Andy Summers. So it's, it's so weird. I mean, he, we, you think he's weird about other, about like stuff that he's actually public about. Imagine mm -hmm. this. His private obsession. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And again, to be honest, he wouldn't be in anywhere near the trouble he's in if he if he devoted more time to his job as he does to this podcast. So he's always working on the podcast. Always, always. And the reason he got involved with the Russians in the first place is only because he loves that Sting song, Russians. 
from the Dream of the Blue Turtles. Yes, yeah. He became obsessed with Russia after that, and it's like Russia, Russia, Russia. It's all he cares about now. From the from a Sting solo song. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's so mad that he has to be in Washington right now to deal with all this stuff. He wants to be in Europe with Sting. Sting's on tour right now. And he wants to be what? Following him around? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's just uh, that. That's odd for anyone to want to do. I know. I know. Like literally any human. It is right. Like if you told me that there was a an insurance salesman who wanted to follow Sting around Europe, I'd be like, "That's strange." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's the president. Yeah, I've seen footage of him skanking across the stage during "Message in a Bottle." From when? God, when was this show? I get it was it was a few months ago. I think uh, <laughs> Sting was playing Meriwether Post Pavilion in Maryland. And he was, he was skanking. He skanked across the stage. It does not, that does not seem like something that would be easy for him. It just seems like he'd be very uncomfortable doing that. I know, yeah. He had sunglasses on. Yeah, he had like a headband. So, so no one knew who he was. Yeah. Because he had sunglasses on. Yes, he had, and he, oh, he had a hat that, that said, make Sting great again. <laughs> so, it's... <laughs> and then he came back out. They were doing, um... Oh, what were they doing? So Lonely. And, uh, and, you know, he, he was doing that. I feel so low. You know how, how the police would, like, stretch a four-minute song into a 15-minute song? He's still doing that. Yeah. I feel so low. I feel low, low, low. I feel low, low, low. And then he has the crowd do it like ten times. I mean, do these guys like that know the audience is not worried that they didn't have a chance to participate in the show? Right. Like, that's not a concern. Like, what did you think of that Sting show? Well, I certainly loved it, but I, I do feel like there should have been a moment that we all got to participate with it, it's like I think everybody would be like, if he said, "Hey, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to play two more songs right. at their normal length instead of that call and response thing." He's like, "I feel like we've done. I know you're out there at this point, right? Yeah, it's. A, I, don't, I don't know how that. I'll, is. I'll tell you though. I've heard people. I, I've seen Sting." recently and i've heard people grousing on the way out that they wish they could have said bo 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 like five more times that they so there are people who want a call and response they want it. thing yes yeah oh speaking of music and the trump administration mm-hmm. have you seen this footage of scaramucci fronting this misfits tribute band no no i know th- what I, I know nothing. It was on YouTube for like a day. Uh huh. And I guess you know they, they they're so powerful they had they had it taken down. He so he's the he's the singer. He's got like a dancing thing going. You can sort of see it at that first press conference, right? Where where basically said that he was married to Trump. He loves him. So, I don't know. So he's up there fronting a. This is very. Yeah. Oh, and the band is is called DCAD, which is like a 
you know, like a, a tweak on Earth AD, which is the final Misfits record, which is not great, and it's very thrashy. Mm-hmm. So it's they, they basically do like the latter day thrash Misfits, and he wears the mesh shirt, like it's a mesh sleeveless shirt. Yeah, he sells it. Okay, I guess you know if he he if, does have a wolf's blood tattoo also. If he can pull off, if you can pull off a uh, a mesh, me, that's a that's a commitment to say. I think you have to say I'm going to pull this mesh off. Yeah, I think I think you announce it. Like you, even if you're not on stage, you announce that. Um, uh, before the band comes out, I uh, would like you to know that. Uh, one of the performers will be wearing a mesh T-shirt. That's Fair enough, right? To just let everybody wrap their head around it. Exactly. So they're not just like, <gasps> when they see it. I just feel like mesh to me looks like you're just begging for some sort of rash. What do you feel about half shirts? Remember those? They, that feels very... When I think of those half shirts, I think of movies about... Football. People training for football. Yes. <laughs> like, not actual football players in the NFL. Right. Like, that movie where Goldie Hawn was a football coach. Right, yes. Why Was it Wildcats? Are you thinking of, well, there's North Dallas 40. It was not that. Which was dirty, right? And then there was also, there was also Semi-Tough, which was dirty. This They're all dirty, that. I think, right? I think these football players are dirty guys. Yeah, but getting back to the the half shirt, it's like it, it, it's like America's high school coaches said, you know, that micro thin layer of protection that that would normally function, you know, like as a shirt, like from our kids wearing shirts. Let's take that away from them so they can actually get their skin yeah. lacerated yeah, in so- football practice. And by all, we'll have them running around, tackling, yes, and hurting each other. But the, you're wearing half of half of a shirt now, yes, not yes. even a full shirt to cover like some. Just think of the lower back abrasions that must have happened when somebody just like their cleats went yeah. up and got somebody right across the lower back because they're not wearing a shirt. And you know, guys were like really like. Have you heard of a purple nurple? Remember those? You I, know guys were giving each other purple nurples on their backs. I don't know you could do that on a back, but that's... And then I don't know how, if that's... Well, I've, I've, I've given some. Okay, well, I guess you're... Yeah. Well, yeah, on, you're on a back. Uh-huh. Hey, can yeah. I... <laughs> what? Can I... Sorry. <laughs> can I, um... I want to hear a little bit more about this pod, this podcast camp. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Like what? Um, what other well, things go on? Very exciting. At, at the end of of summer, we have the uh, the Podlympics. Okay. What 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 is the Podlympics? Well, you know, just a couple things that that happen. Uh, there's one event where you have to balance an egg on a spoon while seeing who can praise Baby Driver the most. That's one of them. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, what else? There's a, a blue apron eating contest. Okay. What else? Uh, there's a, there's an event where you see how many stamps from stamps.com you can lick. Okay. So it's Things all, like that, yeah. It's all podcast-based. Yes. Any other events? 
Well, before it all starts, you know, there's the, the ceremonial unfurling of this giant, it's a giant banner. And it unfurls, and then everyone lines up, and they salute Adam Curry, who's on the, on the banner, who, of course, is the, the podfather. He was an early podcaster from uh, the MTV VJ who... Yes. Hi, wait, hey, can I... My Twitter feed is going crazy. But, this is, but it is not crazy in a good way. Oh, you know what? That's probably because I've been doing a live stream pod of our conversation this whole time on my podcast, Podmark at Your Service. Well, you know, you you really can't do that. I mean, I'm doing this show here, and you called me, and I mean, you, I, I've no, I don't know why you wouldn't just tell your, uh, your people to listen to the best show uh, live on our stream. Oh well, because if I did that, I couldn't charge them twenty five bucks each to listen to my side of it. I'm so you charge you charge them twenty five bucks. I do, yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you what, 3,000 times 25 means not only that Daddy makes his nut for the next two months, I'm totally making my nut, but it also means that he can pay off his new Sherry Red Hummer. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You're going to love On the back window, I got this sticker that says, I... You might have had to bleep some of that. I, I bleeped everything after I. Oh. And I probably should have bleeped I, considering right. the things you yeah, said maybe. after it. Yeah. You know, you charge 25 bucks, but they're listening to my show, and you can't charge them $25 to listen to the best show. Oh, don't worry. I didn't call it the best show. I call this event Interview with the Monster. I'll tell you what, people can't believe how uninteresting you are. It's very sad. And uh, they also can't believe that that's your voice. They're, they're, they're assuming you're using some sort of modulation. And also they can't believe that you exist. Yeah, and that's what these tweets are all saying Yeah. Um, about how uh, that I'm bleeping boring. It, um, yeah, it's it, – well, now my bank – Hitting me on. Hold on. I'm getting a bunch of texts with my. Yeah. From where? From my bank. Oh, Very you know, rich. that's probably because oh. those 3,000 people gained access to your savings account and they've been using that money to pay me for interview with the monster. Oh, so I. They're, yeah, they're, they're draining it. So they're draining my. How did they get access to my bank account? Tom, you know, some things are just unknowable. Some, but that's not an answer. Well, hey, look, I have to go and prepare the uh, podcaster in chief's cabin. You know, he's been snacking a little more than usual, and we need to reinforce that pole that he hangs on uh, when he sleeps. A pole that he hangs on? Yeah. When you say a pole, you mean like a vampire? Yeah. I don't know why why he just hung up. Oh, that's weird. So the end there, just a little little factoid that the president might be a vampire. I didn't. Yeah, 
Thanks again for listening to Best Show Best. And I want to thank Martin DeGrell for supervising the episodes of Best Show Best. And of course, much thanks to Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Martin Sellis, Brendan McDonald, AP Mike, and of course, John Worcester. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, Marsha Newmeyer. And, uh, yeah, you, the best show listener. Thank you. And if you like this, check out the full show every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. to midnight at thebestshow.net. And support the best show, patreon.com slash thebestshow. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.